Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. All right, here we go. We'll start at verse number 15. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall ever be with the Lord. Amen. Now let's go back to verse number 15, because we talked earlier as we continue our series with this. What were they ignorant of? What were they ignorant of? Look at verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. They weren't ignorant of post-trib versus pre-trib. They were ignorant of the resurrection. They didn't believe in a resurrection. Yeah. Okay. And but Paul just giving them the facts of a resurrection wasn't all that he was doing in this passage of scripture. And that's what I would like us to glean some insight and truth from. If Paul only wanted them to believe in a resurrection, and he's and he's going to show them the facts of a resurrection, he does that. He could have simply gone back to Daniel chapter number 12 and quoted from there, but he doesn't. Paul doesn't go to Daniel 12. He doesn't quote from Daniel 12. So let's go over to Daniel 12. Let's see if we can get get where we're going. It would have been an obvious, obvious place to go for Paul to quote from. If all he wanted to do was prove the fact of a resurrection. Look at verse number well, let's start reading it at verse number one. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince, and stand up for the children of thy people. There shall be a time of trouble such as never was since. There was a nation even to the same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered. Everyone shall be found written in the book. And verse two, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Some do everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Now, does verse 2 show there's a resurrection? It certainly does. But he doesn't go to Daniel 12. And he could have easily said, hey, look at Daniel chapter 12, verse 2. And it's pretty clear that there is a resurrection there, except the resurrection that he's talking about in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 is different. That's why he doesn't quote from there. It's a different resurrection that happens at a different time. It's not the same one this one's for daniel's people okay 
look at look at Daniel chapter 12 and let's just read verse number two. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting content. Now, there's a lot here. I don't want to get too sidetracked because I want to stay on focus of what we're speaking about. Daniel chapter 12, there's a general resurrection. This physical resurrection is used as a figure of a national revival of Israel. They've been sleeping as a nation. Nationally, they've been sleeping in the dust of the earth. And there is going to be a time of national restoration of that, of that nation and national revival. It's the same figure that we see in Ezekiel 37, this dry bones. Um, why don't we take a minute? Let's, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, let's go to Ezekiel chapter number 37. Ezekiel 37. Romans 11, verse 26, the Bible says, all Israel shall be saved. Ezekiel chapter number 37, you see all of this information here. Um, let's see, where do we want to go? Uh, let's see, verse number four, again, he say unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say to them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied, I was commanded, and I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to bone, and when I beheld, lo, the sinews, flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, breathe upon the slain, they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Now watch this, verse number 11. Then he said unto me, son of man, these bones... Are what? We get the answer to what these bones are in verse number 11. What are they? The whole house of Israel. That's the bones. Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. The nation is dead. Nationally, they are crying out because they've been cut off. <laughs> okay? This is a national resurrection, if you will, that's going to happen. Why doesn't Paul 
go back to the Old Testament and quote Daniel chapter 12? Because it's a different resurrection. It is not a national resurrection at all. Yes, they were ignorant of a resurrection. We already preached and parked on that. But he is not just telling them, yeah, fellas, this is a resurrection. He's telling them, this is something brand new. This is new. And let's go back to Daniel 12. Um, well, we want to do that. No, let, let, let's, let's park here. You have a spiritual resurrection in the Bible. We have a, there's a physical resurrection in the Bible. There's a national resurrection that has to do with the nation. We just spoke about that national resurrection. The nation of Israel, those bones, God's going to breathe life into that nation. Spoke about that. Look at uh, Ephesians 2. Let's, let's look at the spiritual resurrection. We can handle all this. It's, it's a Sunday night crowd. We can handle it. Ephesians chapter 2. We have all experienced the spirit. If we're saved, if you're saved, we've experienced a spiritual resurrection. Ephesians 2, we see, uh, well, and you have to quicken who were dead in trespasses and sins. Uh, go down to verse number six and hath raised us up together verse number five rather even when we were dead in sins hath christ hath quickened us together with christ by grace you're saved and hath raised us up together how were we raised spiritually and made us to sit together in heavenly places in christ jesus um go over to chapter number five and let's see verse number 14, wherefore he saith, awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead. Well, wait a minute. I thought I'm alive. Yeah, you are physically. That's not what this is talking about. This is a spiritual resurrection and Christ shall give thee light. So we see in the Bible a national resurrection. We talked about that. We see there's a spiritual resurrection that all born-again believers receive the moment that they are saved. We saw that in Ephesians 2 and Ephesians 5. Now let's go over to John chapter 5. Uh, John chapter number 5. I think we can do two and one in this passage. John chapter 5, one of Wesley's favorite verses. Yes, sir. Verse number 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. You know what type of resurrection that is? A spiritual one. How do you pass from death to life when your body's alive? It's not talking about a physical. Talking about a spiritual from death to life. Now go down to verse 28. We'll see an example of a physical resurrection. Verse number 28. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming 
in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice. Bodies go in graves, physical bodies, and shall come forth. They that have done good under the resurrection of life and they that have done evil under the resurrection of damnation. So for the purposes of tonight's message, I want you to see number one, first point, First Thessalonians chapter four. Yes, Paul is teaching them the facts of a resurrection. Sure. But he's not just doing that. This is something new. And he's not quoting from Daniel chapter 12 because it is not the same resurrection. It is not for Daniel's people. It is for the church age saints. So he's giving them new information. Also, in the scope of this, let's understand there's a national resurrection. Part of the nation, that's not for us. There is a spiritual resurrection. All that trust Christ, when we do, we receive that. And then there's a physical resurrection. So those are the three types of resurrections that we see in the Bible. You got all that? Yep. Everybody good? We're good. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's go back to Daniel 12. Daniel chapter 12. Watch what it says. Daniel chapter 12, verse 13, at the end of the chapter. But go thou thy way till the end be. For thou shalt rest and in thy lot at the end of the days. I don't know what the lot of Daniel is. I don't know. We're not going to go there. But I know that Daniel chapter 12, verse 13, it says, at the end of the days. Everybody see that? Mm -hmm. So that resurrection is going to happen. That national resurrection is going to happen at the end of the days. We get that. Look at verse number seven. Here's a good one. And I heard the man clothed in linen, which is upon the waters of the river, when he held in his right hand, his left hand in heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever, that it shall be for a time, times, and a half, when he shall have accomplished to scatter the people, the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. Now, the we're not gonna, we can't get into all this tonight. We're just going to say this tonight. Time, times, and half. You got 42 months, you got three and a half years, 42 months, 1,260 days, which is counted from the abomination of desolation all the way to the coming of Christ. It's basically the counting of Christ's return, his second advent. That's the second coming. Verse 13, at the end of the days, Daniel 12, 7, we see, look, time, times, and half. Daniel 11, look at that. You see at the end. Well, let me read the whole thing. And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination that maketh desolate set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. This is not for us, this resurrection or these these counting of it. This is for this nation. This is for Daniel's people. Daniel chapter 12, verse uh, verse number 12, rather. Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the three 
uh, to the 1,305 and 30 days. So you have 1,335 days to Daniel's resurrection. Is that enough numbers for you? What I want you to see tonight is this 1,335 days, Daniel's resurrection, or this figurative, or this figure, Daniel's resurrection figures this national restoration of who? Israel. Israel, Israel, Israel. What's the primary point that we're trying to draw tonight? A distinction. Daniel chapter 12 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, Paul is giving them something different. Paul is giving them something brand new. How do we know that? Well, Daniel chapter 12, verse number 13, it says, At the end of the days, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 says, the dead in Christ shall rise first. <laughs> one comes at the end. One comes first. They're different. One's for the nation, figurative. Uh, so if we have that. And then one's for the, the church age saints. Daniel's resurrection. The dead are raised later. Daniel chapter 12, verse 13. When? End of days. Paul's resurrection, he speaks about in 1 Thessalonians. The dead are raised when? First. So there's a end and then there's a first. They're different. Two different groups of people, two different times. The language pattern is different. Paul changes his language pattern as soon as he gets to First Thessalonians, to chapter, to verse 13. <laughs> get myself tongue-tied to talk too fast. Let me get back there so I don't confuse myself. All right, you with me? Say amen if you're with me. Okay, uh, take, take a breather here. What's different? Two different people. What else is different? One's at the end, one's first, right? The third thing that's different, Paul changes his language. Look at, at the, go back to the first chapter, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Look at verse 5. What does he say in the middle of the verse? As ye know. In other words, he's speaking to them and he's saying, as you know, look, you guys know this. Look what he says in chapter two, verse one. For yourselves, brethren, know our entrance in unto you that it was not in vain. You guys know this. It's nothing new. Look at verse number five. For neither at any time used we flattering words, as ye know, nor a cloak of covetousness. God is our witness. He's saying it again. As you know, in other words, I got to go over this with you again. You already know this, guys. Chapter uh, verse number nine, he says, for ye remember, brethren. You see that language he's bringing into remembrance. Don't you remember this? Verse number 10. Ye are witnesses. You saw something. You witnessed something. Verse number 11. As you know, you already know this. 
I'm going over it again, in other words. That's the language pattern. This is all, look at chapter 3, verse 3. For yourselves know. It's like a teacher reviewing the lesson. I taught it, I taught it to you last week. I'm going to go over it again. You should know this. Verse number four in chapter three. We told you before. See it? And then, and then later in the verse, he says, and you know, at the end of the verse, and you know, look at chapter, look at verse six. It says, oh, and that ye have good remembrance of us always doing great to see as we also see you. Oh, no, I need to be in. I got myself confused there. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. At the end of verse six, as we also have forewarned you. I've already done this. We've also have forewarned you. And the last one I want to show you, and this is by way of language pattern than anything else. Verse number two says, for yourselves, no. Everybody get where I'm coming from, where I'm trying to get you to see. It may sound repetitive. I'm partly doing the, rep the repetition on purpose to get you to see that all through First Thessalonians, Paul is saying, as you know, don't you remember? For you're yourselves also. Watch what happens when he gets to chapter 4 and in verse 13. Watch this. But I would not have you to be ignorant. Look at verse number 15. For this we say unto you. He does not say, nor does he hint of any language that says, this I remind you of, for this ye know, for this I want you to remember, this I told you before, for yourselves know, for this we forewarned you. None of that language is used at all. As soon as we get to verse 13 of chapter 4 and verse 15, the language pattern is clearly different. This is no reminder from Paul. This is no hint of repetition. And it's not a remember the forewarning, guys. None of that. It's brand new. And he's giving them a completely new revelation. And you know how we know that? Because he says, for this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord. Brand new. Galatians chapter 1, we talked about, for I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Paul received it directly from the source. Revelation of Jesus Christ. And that's happening again. As the spirit moves him to, to pen this. And he says, but I would not have you to be ignorant. Paul never taught. On the rapture of the church until now. And now we got it. And now they got it. It's a brand new revelation. It's not a repetition of something. That they already learn that they need to be reminded of. Did you learn your, your Sunday school verses? You don't study them during the week. You come in the next week. 
your Sunday school teacher says, you learned this last week and have to go over it again with you so you get it and you remember. That's a common way that teachers teach <laughs> by way of review. We don't have by way of review in chapter four in the 13th through the 17th verse. It's new. It's a different resurrection, different language pattern. One's at the end, one's at the beginning. Two different sets of people. Amen. Everybody good? <laughs> Was it too much information at one time? All right. Praise God. So let's let's conclude by wrapping up a few thoughts. What were they ignorant of? A resurrection. But Paul doesn't just try to prove to them the fact of a resurrection, although he does prove to them that fact. But if it was just a fact he was going to prove, he would have taken them back to the Old Testament. Because he doesn't quote from Daniel, it's pretty obvious he's trying to convey to them something more than just a fact of a resurrection. And the context shows that this is a completely different resurrection that is happening, that will happen at a completely different time. It's evidenced scripturally by the fact that there's no Old Testament reference from 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 17. We saw that one happens at the end of the days, the other, the dead in Christ, shall rise first. We also see that the language used in 1 Thessalonians 4, it's a complete break from Paul's normal language pattern from the rest of the book. Resurrection he's talking about in First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 down to 17 or 18, is for us. Where we are going to be caught up, meet the Lord in the air. But we're not going to go first. The dead in Christ, those that were asleep in Christ, are going to go first. Hey, Joe. Oh, okay. Phew. Okay. That's how it's going to work. Two different resurrections we're talking. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.